Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy, and this is Positively Gam. Now, many of you know how much I love movies and TV, and often you'll see me shouting out different black artists and creatives because I think it's important to uplift and celebrate the joy these people have brought to our community. Today, I have two incredible women joining me on this episode, both of whom I have a personal connection to, um, but I really want what I really wanted to, to emphasize in this conversation, because when people go to the movies and when people think about the entertainment business, they really just think about actors and who they see in front of the camera. And I get that because that's who we see. But there's so much going on behind the scenes, so many important people and careers And that's kind of what I want to focus on. And these women uh, are really killing it in the game right now. So my first guest is Sally Richardson Whitfield. She has over 30 years of experience as an actress starring in movies like Low Down Dirty Shame, where she was Jada's nemesis, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite movies, I must say. Uh, And then you were in I Am Legend with Will. And Willow. Um, And so many, it just goes, the list just goes on and on for you, Sally. Antoine Fisher, um, the TV show Eureka, 
Uh, she is also a director and producer. Currently, she's directing and executive producing The Gilded Age on HBO, which I love. And also, you are directing some episodes of Winning Time. And then I have my special guest, Sidra Smith. She is an award-winning producer and also serves as executive producer and co-founder of Essence Studios, overseeing the 50-year-old brand's scripted, unscripted, and feature film projects. And I really didn't know you were doing all of that, Sidra. I really didn't. Now, and That's how you, I feel. Yeah. You were the producer for the Angela Davis film, and you actually brought Jada in as a co-producer or executive producer. Yes. Yeah, that was a great project, too. That was a great project. So welcome to both of you. I thank Thank you so much for taking the time to join me, because I know how busy you guys are. But I want to start with you, Sidra. How did you get started in the entertainment industry? Did you start out as a model? You know, I did, actually. Of course she did. And then realized, <laughs> wait, and then realized I liked eating pasta more than modeling, okay? <laughs> Literally, when, you know, it's funny because when Tasha and I moved to L.A. when we were like 18 years old, We started off hanging out in comedy clubs and Tasha was pursuing her career as a comedian and I was modeling and hanging out in comedy clubs. And then one day I got a job in France, went there for three months, worked and then went to Italy and worked for almost two years and decided that I just could not keep up with them skinny girls because I was trying to eat the pasta and drink the wine. (laughs) So let me hold on for a minute. Just for the listeners, Sidra has a twin sister, Tasha Smith, who I'm sure you guys will all know as an actress from many, many movies. So go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I just realized that I just could not keep up with the skinny girls in Italy. Yeah. Came back to L.A. and then started working in production from a assistant to a production assistant to a coordinator and then started casting and then found my space as a producer. And, uh, and it's been an amazing journey. Okay, so tell me exactly what a producer's role is what what does that mean to be a producer you know when someone has an idea you know everything starts with an idea taking that idea to putting together the right development team developing the script finding the right director finding the right writer actor cinematographer sets getting it shot packaged and sold (laughs) and then some wow and supporting and supporting the directors because if a director doesn't have a producer who's fully supporting their vision then a lot of times it makes the director's you know job difficult so you know it's just it's planting it's setting the stage for everything that needs to happen to bringing an idea to life. So Sally, let me ask you, because you have such a career as an actress in front of the camera, (laughs) what made you 
make this switch? Well, um, honestly, it was, I was doing Ava DuVernay's first film. You know, she had done documentaries at that point. Um, it was called I Will Follow. And during that process, uh, I probably was just talking too much and giving my ideas too much. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, um, but sometime during that process, Ava looked at me and said, Sally, I think you're a director and you don't know it. And something about her just breathing that into me, I, it's like my life flashed before me and I was that person who sat at the, um, sat there with a, a, deep, a DP and asked questions about what's going on and paid attention and also the one going, well, I don't know, why don't they just do this and this and this and then we could do, the, you know. And so I was on Eureka at the time. I called a friend of mine, Eric Lonneville, who um, is a director, hundreds of hours of TV and said, Eric, I think I want to give this a shot. But of course, you know, you have to do it the right way. I said, let me shadow you. Ava gave me some books. I found some other books shadowed him on a few projects, then asked my show. And they said yes. And after that first episode, or like literally within the first few hours, I went, oh, I understand this. I get this. And then I did another one. Then my kids were young. It wasn't the time to, you know, it, it is like going back to say medical school or law school all of a sudden. Um, you have to really immerse yourself in it. And it takes a lot of time away from your family. So they were older. Anyway, I just started. Then I, um, then all of a sudden, Queen Sugar was happening. I had just found an agent. This is like a few years later. Decided, um, started shadowing people again. And my husband was on Queen Sugar. I went to visit him. I'm trying to make this a short story. And I, I run it. and I see We're Ava. here for it. Like, I, um, cause I had called Ava and I said, Hey, I, I hear you doing the show. Dondry's on it, blah, blah. I want to direct. She goes, Oh my God, I already cast, you know, I already, uh, hired all the directors. I didn't know. I go fine. It's not the right thing. Then cut to visiting the set. First person I see getting out of the car with Dondre is Ava. And she goes, Oh my God, I can't believe you're here. Come talk to me. Sat down. She goes, I can't do my episodes. Do you want them? I said, wow, uh, but you know, I was ready. Oh. I had been back. See, man, and, and, I had my yeah. agent. I was, it, you know, it all has to, it can't be just, you know, you just right. flying around. It has to all come together. Did right. It? That's and, a classic case of being in the right place at the right time. And what wow. you say about yeah. preparation and, meets um, yes. opportunity, you know? Yes. Yeah. And being yes. ready. Yes. And then all being of that just ready. Kept, and from there, let me tell you, Facebook worked for me. I, then I started posting that I was shooting that. And then other directors I had been working with who had directed me and who had worked on Eureka said, hey, I see you're directing again. Um, I need someone for my show. Why don't you come over? That was Shadowhunters. He goes, there's a lot of visual effects. You started doing that on Eureka. Some of the stuff I can just walk you through. I know you'll get it. Went over there. Someone else saw us directing. Hey. How's she doing over there? She's doing great. You should hire her. Um, so it just kind of, uh, I didn't know I was giving up acting at the time. And then it just started, it was like an avalanche. Well, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you, do you feel like you're missing something or it sounds like you're, you're really fulfilled by I, this directing 
position. I, I am. I absolutely yeah. love what I'm doing, though there are times because I'm um, very lucky to be working with like amazing, amazing caliber of actors mm -hmm. um, on work that is really good stuff where I go, ooh, I want to jump in there. Um, and I, I actually look at Tasha and Regina and I go, they found a way to do both. For me, both. I just felt mm -hmm. like I had to kind of immerse myself in it. Um, but I don't think, you know, they're going to be something for me. Uh, Sidra's going to yeah. put me in something. And uh... <laughs> Listen, yes, girl, you already know. You already I'm know, honey, window. <laughs>
but does she know how to do this? Has she yeah. done this? Yes. There's nothing you can throw at me now that I haven't in some way directed. So, but now, mm -hmm. of course, I'm very particular about what I'm doing. Um, I am uh, developing my own shows. And, and, li and like um, Sidra is saying, I have to live with it. If I'm going to be at the Gilded mm -hmm. Age, that's a... That's which I love by the way. Of, thank you. It's a year or two of my life. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know? I, I'm a fan. And, um, and away from your family. And away from, I mean, it was during COVID. It was nine months in New York. I barely got to see them because I couldn't go back and forth. So it was, wow. you know, I have to really love it and, and want to see my name on it and want to be proud of it. Mm -hmm. The same as my acting. I have to live with this forever. And I want, mm -hmm. and I only want to do quality work. I just, um, yeah. I'm very picky about what I think yeah. is good. I don't think much is good. And that, mm -hmm. I, just I don't. can tell. I can tell. Yeah. I people, get it. A lot of things people it. are like, oh, that was good. I'm like, but was it? <laughs> that, right. Right. Are we judging that it on part. a different scale? Uh, that okay. part. Yes. <laughs> well, Talking about judging, what were you both seeing model for you as black women working in the entertainment business? Sally, I, was was there a particular person that you were looking to? Who were your role models? I have to tell you, I don't know really if there was for me. You know, I've had to think mm -hmm. about this question a lot because people have always asked this and then I start making up people because I'm like, I'm supposed to have an answer yeah, for this. Yeah, because you think you're supposed um, to say right. yeah. And, and, I, and I didn't. I just, um, yeah. this is what I wanted to do. I went to LA. Obviously, I, I was watching, you know, A Different World on TV right around the time I was mm -hmm. moving to California. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, watching the Cosby show. So there were, you know, there was, uh, you know, um, the Jeffersons growing up, you know, there were things for me to, to see and focus on, but not necessarily where I completely saw myself. And I have no yeah, idea why uh, my parents were both educators. I have no idea why I thought this was something I should be doing, but it was the only thing I was great at. And I just went for it. So, yeah. um, no, so no, I just, I didn't. And I'm hoping to be that person now for other people. Yes. I feel you, Sally. You know what's interesting about that question? I feel like I was like, I feel like my crew, you know, when you think about it, Sally, we've been like right. our crew over the last 25, 30 years and just all the fun we had, you know, from 21 to 26, <laughs> just, I was so inspired by our crew. Just gave me inspiration. Okay, who's your motivated. crew? You I think you're, I think about. I think you're right because until I got yeah. to LA and found this small little community, it's, I mean, we all came up together. Yeah. It's Jada, Tasha, yeah. Sid, Regina. Um, Tashina, Tashina, with like we used to have so much fun and playing a lot of like spades. All these, uh, yeah, playing a lot of spades. <laughs> um, but we did all come up together. We all came up together, and it's amazing that the that our little group that everyone has done something. Everyone yeah. has grown and changed and different had taken different lanes, maybe. But everyone has done probably different, more than they thought they were going to do. 
I'm telling you, I was thinking the same thing. And when I saw Sally was a part of this, I was thinking to myself, does Sally have any idea that she would be this kick ass? Can I say ass? Yes. (laughs) Director. Because that's my next question. Right. What, What are some of the challenges that both of you have come up against as HBICs? And let me change that to H H B B I C. Right. Um, okay. I'm gonna let Sidra, you go first. You go first, then I'll, I'll I'll jump in. You you know what I would say some of the early challenges were in terms of just as a producer financing. You know, yes. you're always looking for that financing in order to get that project done, right? That seems and then like I, it would be exhausting. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I realized, what I'm happy I realized is that it's okay for people to say no, right? Mm -hmm. Because everyone's not going to like your project. And the idea is, is to find that person who does. Because you want that person to want to do it, to believe in it. You want that, whether financier, studio, you know, you want them to believe in the project because that's the only way it's going to happen in a beautiful way. So whenever I hit a no or it took a little bit longer, there was always a reason it made the project better, stronger. It's all about timing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's all about timing. But Early on, I would say financing was the biggest struggle. Like I look at these young people these days, it's like the opportunity there is now with all these streamers and studios. And it's just like, wow, it's amazing. I look at you, Sally. Well, I look at Sidra. I know that you have had to navigate this mostly white male dominant world the same way I do which is, you know, um, you have Mm -hmm. to, you you have to pull on all of your communication skills and how you bob and weave through this and get what you want without being too angry without, but being firm, being the boss. But how do I, how do you love me when we leave here? Even though I have to put my foot down sometime. So it's been that is the mm-hmm. uh, roller coaster ride, and the uh, that yeah. I have to um, deal with. And then, you know, in the beginning, if they know you're a little green, their question, mm-hmm. and you're a black woman on the set, which most of them have never worked with, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, you get more mm-hmm. questions. And I luckily early on, the DP, uh, my first DP on Eureka, was just like, listen, most of the time they're gonna be messing with you, telling you they can't do something that you want them to do. Just tell them, mm. just act like you know more than you know, and they will find, and they'll do it. You know, like, listen, I can't, listen, I, I can't, because sometimes I don't know how you can do that. I just know it can be done. And I've also learned at this point in my life, if I can dream it, you can do it. I don't know how Absolutely. you're going to do it. I don't know what but figure tool it out. you I don't know what tool you're going to do to do it, but we doing it. So, and as long as we have the time to do it, I know how to, you know, I I am a producer too. I know, okay, we got these few hours, but I'm pretty sure we can figure this out. But most of mine, Mm -hmm. I I would say it's been having to navigate this world of men, Mm -hmm. be in charge and, but still have a good time. I want to have a good time. I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty nice person. 
unless you really be messing with me. I'm really cool. So let's have <laughs> a good time. They don't know you from Chicago. Yes, I'm like, and there's been a few people uh, who have found out like, oh, who who is this? I'm like, well, I kept giving you the look and you kept going. Now you, I mean, there's definitely been times on set where I'm like, okay, you feel that comfortable to disrespect me here? Now it's on. Yeah. And you about to get it in front of everybody too. I bet you nobody else does it. I'll tell you. No. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. And, I know and I sound scene. crazy. I know I sound crazy. No, but, but it's real. But how do you do no, that? I, I, but, but that always comes late. Like by then everyone knows me. They know my temperament and they know whoever that person was must have really pushed her because that is not yeah. who I am. Mm-hmm. I want a team and I want us all to have a great time and create something amazing. Well, let me ask you, what what was it that drew you, um, Sally, to the Gilded Age? You talked about having conquered some of the other genres. So was it just doing a period piece? I, I think it was the challenge. I mean, I do mm-hmm. love these kinds of films. I think that a lot of people do. A lot of people of color do. They, yes. They think we don't, but I love it. Like a dangerous liaisons is Me like, oh, love it. Mm. And then it's Julian Fellows. And then it's HBO. So what am I going to say no to that? And, and it's the <laughs> challenge of such a huge project and yeah. and having so much now being put in, in the position of now becoming the executive producer of that. I had a lot of say. I had a lot of, I was walking in the footsteps of a lot of the stuff that Sidra does. You know, it's a little different in TV, but um, mm-hmm. learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was, I best experience of my life. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so compared to the beginning of your careers, both of you, now that you're in a higher leadership positions on set, how has that shifted your percept your perspective around inclusivity? Let's start with you, Sidra. You know <laughs> it's so interesting because you know, the one beautiful thing about, you know, leading a, uh, a uh, leading the film and TV vertical within a brand mm-hmm. who is here to serve Black women deeply and people of color deeply, it is like a blessing, you know, because you get to hire Black people who don't always have the opportunity, you know? Right. I mean, it's like, and it's funny, and this started off early for me. You know, the first film that I did was in 1997, and I made sure that my entire crew were women. Mm. They weren't all Black women at the time, but they were all women. women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but being in this position, you know, look, there are times where you might have to hire a person because they're good at what they do. But when I start, you know, putting a team together, I'm really looking for black women, queer women, trans women. You know what I mean? Black men to, you know, to 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 give these opportunities to because we just don't have them all the time. Right. What about you, Sally? Did you find it difficult finding um, diversity in the crew for the Gilded Age? Well, most of the shows that that is, you know, we've been so focused um, as an entertainment business on black people in front of the camera. 
um, behind yeah. the camera mm -hmm. is really where there's a lack of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of working, I'm working within the system that's already there. So yes. what, I, what mm -hmm. I'm trying to do when I'm there is uh, open people's eyes to looking around going, um, this makes no sense. How do we get more people in here? Right. And, and because I can do that now. I can say, hey, we need to hire here, mm -hmm. here, and here. Um, and I've been very lucky, in particular on, uh, on the Gilded Age, because after the first season, I was able to go, okay, guys, you have me. You have the other writer who's uh, working with Julian, and you, we have this black historian. I said, and, and when we've done the black family, now we got to do better in the office here. Now we right. have to do better with different departments throughout the set. In hair and makeup, we got to have some black people in here. Please. And what's been mm -hmm. so wonderful is that in, in besides HBO, but with, you know, because then you have your on-set producers, they were like just so open to everything. And then when I came into production mm -hmm. for this new season, I go in the office. I see two, three little black people, <laughs> young kids walking <laughs> around. And I'm like, all right. Like, I felt heard. I didn't have to keep bringing it up. We had a mm -hmm. conversation and it was done and they understood. And because I do believe now this isn't with everyone, but in particular, the people that I was working with on the Gilded Age, because I really love them. We've worked together on other shows, too. It's almost it's like they're hiring the people they know. They're hiring people they've worked mm -hmm. with before, and they're not necessarily mm -hmm. thinking that way. But when it's pointed out, they're like, yeah, you're right. It wasn't done with mm -hmm. any like malice. Now we're going to help. Now we are going to be conscious about our choices. And so I mm -hmm. am I kind of work. I'm more of like I'm a quiet person who works her way to doing certain things and adding mm -hmm. adding that diversity. And you know, one thing I want to add to that, Gammy and, and Sally, it is really shocking all the time how many Black people don't know, young Black people who want to be in this business, who don't know all of the opportunities that exist mm -hmm. behind the camera. This right? is what I'm talking about. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Exactly. It's true. Exactly. And, and, and this is, I mean, even just doing this podcast, I wanted a yeah. Black producer. I have a yeah. black producer like that was yeah. that was a must for yeah. me. I I went recently I went back to my hometown where I'm doing a huge project um in Camden, New Jersey. I visited our high school which has an amazing performing arts department mm, and yes. in the department people really all the kids like were trying to be in front of the camera. I asked a question. I said, "How many of you like to cook?" So many hands went up. How many of you like to do hair? How many of you like to do mm. makeup? How many of you want to be a stylist? I mean, I asked the, and then I separated them in yes. those categories. And I'm yes. like, do you realize even driving, how many of you like to drive? I separated them in the categories and I talked to them about how much money they could make in those categories, they were in shock. And I think that we need to encourage more young people to pursue careers behind the scenes in this space because you can make two, $300,000 a year just driving. 
Listen, them teamsters. Yeah, I mean, this is so it. important. This is so right. important. And this is exactly why I wanted to have the conversation because people don't think about all of this. Mm-hmm. All they all they see is in front of the camera. But there's well, because so they think much, that that's, and they're thinking that big, big, big money, and not everybody is going to get that. Not even the actors. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I'm but I it's something that I really think is important, you know, for us to encourage people, you know, young people to just consider, you know, so that we can see more of us. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And so that so, I mean, honestly, so you don't get to the point there are times on a show like Gilded, which is such a big machine, if you're not given those small opportunities and smaller jobs, when I'm looking mm-hmm. for someone who's ready. I can't mm-hmm. just bring you in if you're not ready. Nope. Nope. And you can't. That show, it's a big show. So I'm yeah. calling all sorts of people to go, who is ready for this opportunity? Because I mm-hmm. can't mess it up. I can't bring you exactly. in. And it's not right because they won't give you another shot. Nope. You got that right. And so I don't want you it- messing me up. Exactly. (laughs) That part, Sally. (laughs) So I get what I'm hearing is that you should not be discouraged when you have to start out with the what you guys call below the line positions like PAs Mm -hmm. and things like that. And you have to kind of work your way up to the quote unquote above the line positions with the executive producers and And, things like that. Nowadays, people don't. Uh, they they just want to jump, boom, they there. These, and they don't want right, to do all these the kids, steps. Right. Cause I didn't have so many situations where these young people think that they can they can do it. Like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'd be like, but you nope. don't got it. You don't know it. <laughs> and you have you don't no even know idea. What to do. I'm right. in my fifties and I'm just getting there. I, I'm in my fifties right. and I still and the, every step I go, I go, oh, God, I don't know how to do this part. I hope I can do this part, you know, and I just go anyway. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. So where <laughs> do you hope the entertainment industry goes from here? Um, oh, shoot. I, I, that's such a hard, <laughs> I mean, that's a hard question. I think. Yeah, I and think, it's a very broad question, yeah, too. I, so. I, I think. I think this time for us, you know, there's always been these little waves of black people are working a lot. We're doing all these shows and then we disappear and then we have to fight our way back up. I feel like because of the amount of people who are behind the camera now, who are creating their own shows, black writers and producers, um, where we're doing our own content, I feel Mm -hmm. like we're not going away this time. I feel like we're there to stay. And um, that's all That's all I would, you know, I ain't trying to go yeah. nowhere and I'm trying to bring more people with me. Yeah. Absolutely. And I Do agree you, with you. I kind of feel like we need more, um, definitely more more people behind the scenes than in, in front of the camera. I feel mm-hmm. like we need a lot, we need more, more writers. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I but you feel, know, oops, sorry. No, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Sidney. No, you no, go, go ahead, ahead. Gammy. Let me let you go. I, go listen, <laughs> listen I, I, I'm so, I'm so removed from, from all of this, really. I mean, I just, 
I think that we have so many stories to tell, Mm -hmm. you know, and so much content that is not being created. I think we need creators. But I think that's what Sidra Mm -hmm. is. I think, honestly, that's what Sidra um, has been there at the forefront of this. Um, And she is really a pioneer doing these things behind the scenes that people don't know about. And, um, and there's more and more, um, there, there are more and more people that are understanding that producing and the power of the pen. I wish I could write the power of the pen is where, where the power of the pen. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, I agree with, um, with needing more writers and I feel like for the people who are really ready to do the work, like I'm constantly looking for writers who are good, but just never may have had that opportunity. But there is a pool, like I'm seeing, I feel like some stuff is about to happen because a lot of these young black female writers in particular that I've come across are hungry and focused and not playing. I just I just put a couple of young black female writers on the team to get some stuff done. And I'm like, super, super, well, you need to super. Share. You need to share. I will do. Because, I will do. I, I mean, do. I mean, honestly, I have this deal at HBO and, um, you know, we've sold two projects and, but I'm looking and looking and then, and then you want to give it to black writers. Like you said, you have to get, you have to be given those small steps to be able to do the big stuff. But I find, and I find this with mm-hmm. all, a lot of writers, mm-hmm. it's not great. Just like there's not a lot of great actors, there's not a lot of great writers. And there's not a lot of great mm-hmm, actors true. who understand nuance. And there's not a lot of great writers who understand. Like, I read stuff and I'm like, this is being made? And right. I'm like, to me, I, I'm like... <laughs> no, that's I'm about that's to fact. send you hear, an offering. I'm about to send you an offering. Oh, but I hear that happening. all the time. I hear that all the time just listening to Jada and Will. They're like... You know, well, we want to do this, but the 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 writing is just it's just not right. It's right. It's, it's it not takes... good enough yet. And what drives me crazy sometimes about these studios that I'm noticing is that they'll see a show, right, that a writer may have done a really good job, but they wrote it. They've been with that particular thing. To me, sometimes writers who come up with their own ideas mm-hmm. aren't always the writers to execute someone else's, else's idea. idea absolutely mm. do you know what i'm saying and then they'll say oh just because that movie was successful let's use that person but then it's like what they wrote is like completely different it's their first thing it's like explore don't yet. be afraid and don't be afraid to to meet with and get pitches from people who ain't never done nothing. Yeah. Ah. You know, instead of just going to that person who's hot at the time, who might have had a, you know what I mean? And a lot of people who are hot at the time, ain't that good. The time has (laughs) passed. Girl, Sally, Sally. Like you're like, really? Sally, let's move on. Sally, don't even get me started on that. I'm behind the scenes now, so I know what's happening. That's all I got to say. Listen, let me just say, too, what the audience really needs to understand is how much power there is behind the scenes. 
And that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to have you two ladies on here because yeah. there's power behind here. You have you have influence in a lot of things and how things move and how things work and how things go. So bit. more than I had, <laughs> I, I'm still working on some more. <laughs> All right. So for each of you, and we'll start with you, Sally. What are you currently working on? Uh, I am. Ooh, I'm not. We're, I'm still, um, I'm producing, obviously, on The Gilded Age. Yeah. I don't think I'm allowed to say right now, but I am going to be another producer and director on another one of their shows. Okay. But I can't say yet. Yeah. Um, but it's good. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so that's keeping me busy. Oh, and yeah, I have so two shows that we're, you know, I'm developing over there at yeah. HBO and HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So you're focusing on your deal with HBO and you're still focusing right now on your producing and directing. Yes. And what about you, Sidra? I love it, Sally. Girl, so I'm just like, I'm loving all it is. Wow. You know, it's funny. You know, we have one of one of um, one of the shows that I developed is on uh, BET plus. It's called A Love Tale. A Love Tale. Yes. Yes. And I'm working on season two. So I'm like working through the development of that, you know, literally a couple projects in development over with Essence Studios and just excited about it. We're launching our first Essence Film Festival. That's That's happening. Yep. That's launching at Essence Festival this year. And so I'm really excited to see what kind of new emerging artists that we come across and um, and just constantly developing and producing and supporting projects that I believe in. So I'm excited, you know, so, and the biopic, the Angela Davis biopic, you know, we got that over at Lionsgate. So trying uh, to get that in a good place. Wait a minute, Sidra, I'm putting this in your, in your mind. So you need to get I'm listening. They need to, they need to do a cover with all the women behind the camera. All the beautiful. You ain't never lie. Yes. Behind the camera. I'm yes. just throwing that out there. Um, yep. No. Listen, we'll pitch that today. How about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. How about That's that? That's a good one. That's where That's you go. Let's call Sally. your sister and you found the power. Listen, I can't do it on my own, but I'm going to ask you. I know you know somebody over there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get on that kind right. of show do. somehow. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got one final question for you guys. And it's kind of a no-brainer. I probably don't even need to ask it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why do you think diversity is so important in front of the camera and behind the camera? Just different perspectives on life. Yeah. My perspective is different than yours, Gammy, and than yours, Sidra. So we need, we all, we need a million different voices for us to understand each other um, as people. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, what I just think about is just us controlling just us as, as people of color controlling our narrative. Yes. And that's why it's so important to support our stories and that we be in the front of that so that a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, when people are seeing stories about people of color we know that we help drive some of those narratives. Yes. You know what I mean? Because the way black people tell black stories is different from how white people tell black stories. Absolutely. So 
Absolutely. All right. As we wrap up, I'm going to have a few rapid fire questions for you guys. <laughs> oh, they're easy. Don't worry about it. What book are you currently reading? And we'll start with you, Sidra. You know what I'm reading? I'm checking out this book called Gray Boy about this kid that is kind of a black kid navigating himself through a white world. <laughs> and it's funny, I picked it up because Yara Shahidi just optioned the book. Oh, and so okay. it looks like they're turning it into a series. So I'm curious to see the before and the after, but it's pretty good. Good. A young writer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you, Sally? My, my this is how I'm trying to be a mother. It, it's called How to Make Your Kids a, a Money Genius. <laughs> I love it. Can I get that book? I listen, I listen on Audible because I am not, you know, I have to hire people to do all this stuff because you could explain right. it to me all day. I'll just be like, huh? So oh, I'm like, sure my kids, like, okay, what do I have to teach you so that you know how to invest and know how to do all this stuff without me? So that's what exactly. I'm, I'm reading. I love that. What's one thing that you want to get off your chest, Sally? Um, to tell people to stop getting stuff off their chest and shut up. <laughs> if you want to get something off your chest, tell your friends at home and don't tell it on, on anything in social media. Um, I love it. I love it. Shut up. I love it. I love it. Shut up. Just shut up. I love it. What about you? I'm going to. I think this has been my favorite part. Oh, but wait, wait. I'm going to, I'm going to add to what Sally just said. What I want to get off my chest is for people to mind their goddamn business. And shut up. (laughs) Right. Mind your business and shut up. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What's a motto that you live by, Sidra? Mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) Period. I'm done. That's it. And I mean that for people and I even mean that for myself. Cause you know, sometimes you'll see some shit happening and it's like, mind your business. Yeah. yeah. You ain't got nothing to do with that. You ain't got nothing to do mind with that. Mind your business. And I think that that's my, that's my motto. Mind your business. Well, I'm going to give her, I'm going to give her two more. Cause I know this is her too. Uh, be early all the time and work harder than everyone else. There are a lot got of people. It. I'm sure they could be more talented than me, but they ain't going to work as hard as me. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And guess what? Now I got one more. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It ain't about you. Okay, <laughs> your business and shut up. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I'm getting off with y'all. I'm getting off with y'all. I'm done. Tell people where they can find you on social media, Sally. Um, it's uh, Instagram is at Sally Rich Wit. And I think on Twitter, it's just Sally Richardson. (laughs) Sidra, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Sidra Smith Official on Instagram. So that's at Sidra Smith Official on Instagram. Man, I love you guys. I swear to you, this has been my favorite conversation. And here are my takeaways from Sally. Be ready so you don't have to get ready because you never know when that opportunity is going to present itself. From Sidra, 
there's so many opportunities for careers behind the camera. You do not have to be in front of the camera to have a successful career in entertainment. Do your research. There's something out there for you. Enjoying this episode of Positively Gam? Then subscribe to the Positively Gam series to catch up on all of season two. And that's our show for today. You can follow me online at Gammy Norris. Also, help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and by hitting the follow button on iHeartRadio. Stay grateful, y'all. I had fun. Hope you did, too. Positively Gam is produced by Red Table Talk Podcast and iHeartRadio. Executive producers are Adrian Banfield Norris, Fallon Jethro, and Jada Pinkett-Smith. Our audio engineer is Calvin Bailiff. And our associate producer is Irene Bischoffberger. Our theme song is produced by D. Beats.